Queensland's health system is a large and complex beast, with our clinicians working tirelessly to not only deliver care, but improve how it is delivered into the future. Clinical excellence stories shine a light on hardworking clinicians across our state, exploring their work, why they do it, and how their passion is translating into better outcomes in their communities. These are the stories Find Tomorrow's Care. I don't know if, if it's a suitable phrase, suitable rural healthcare, because healthcare should be suitable across the whole board. Yes, we choose to live here, but where else would we be? This is home. And healthcare should be available to everybody, no matter where you live. While no longer having to physically venture to a GP clinic is truly thrilling to me, there are genuinely compelling advances all across the state that have long been improving access for rural and remote Queenslanders. Before COVID-induced enhancements to telehealth, Metro North Hospital and Health Service saw the opportunity to improve processes and increase rapid access simply by partnering with regional, rural and remote hospital and health services. And just like that, the telecardiac investigations team was born and people in places like Longreach were receiving the same level of care as those in the heart of Brisbane. Well, it came about that um, I was having trouble, pains in the, in the chest and I was getting blue lips. People were telling me my lips were turning blue, that I should go and see a doctor, which I didn't. And, uh, and I was in the RSL and I said to the manager down there, she was talking to me and I said, I've got pains in the chest, I don't know what they are. I'm Bernie, I'm in Longreach. Good bowl, Bernie. Yes, I went up to the to the doctor at the clinic, one of, my, one of the doctors, uh, Emily Walpole, and she said, I'll put you in for a uh, stress test. But when the time came, Emily wasn't there, she'd moved on, and Dr. Claire Walker linked up with Brisbane, and I performed the uh, stress test, and I thought there may have been something wrong because the doctor from Brisbane was saying, have a look at this and have a look at that. And that was her spikes on the thing. And then on the Friday, that was a Thursday. And then on the Friday, you got a call to be in Brisbane on the Monday. Well, what I can gather is I wouldn't be here today. So um, this is what I've been told and uh, that they got me just in time. And uh, I'm sure I probably would have been silly enough to put up with the pain, which wasn't unbearable, but it did hit me in spasms. And I 
I do think that uh, I probably wouldn't have been alive today. You haven't had any chest pain recently? So an exercise stress test is a type of investigation that we commonly do in people who are experiencing chest pain in the community. And it's usually people who we've risk stratified as being low risk chest pain or chest pain that we're less concerned is cardiac, but we need to do sort of the work up to make sure that we don't miss someone who might actually have underlying heart disease. And the purpose of the stress test is that a person actually is attached to an ECG that traces their heart for us and then we get them to exercise. And when they reach a peak target of exercise, there's now evidence to say that if there's no changes in the tracing, that it's quite reassuring that it's unlikely to be cardiac that's causing their chest pain, so much less likely to be underlying heart disease. It is a risk stratifying tool, so we still tell people that even if this is negative, if they continue to have chest pain, that they likely will need to go on and have further investigations. So Bernie is one of the first patients in Queensland whose life has likely been significantly impacted by access to a telehealth exercise stress test program. And it's through having his exercise stress test performed locally that he was able to be appropriately risk stratified and retrieved to Brisbane for ongoing cardiac intervention and care. And is everybody ready? And are we ready in Brisbane? Yep, ready yep. to start. Yep, good to go. All right, so Bernie, you've done this before, you already know the drill. So we're starting in three, two, one. All good, nice long slow steps. Try and stay as close up to the front as you, are, as you can. You're doing really well. G'day, my name's Chris Simmons. I'm one of the senior medical officers at Longreach Hospital. I started working in Longreach about four years ago and pretty much ever since I started working here, I've been involved in the exercise stress test program. My very first stress test was also the very first telehealth stress test. So before we were faxing or even before that posting the tests down, they were performed with one of our nurses and one of our senior medical officers here and then sent down to the Royal Brisbane Hospital for a report by the cardiologist, which happened at a later date, sometimes in the next couple of days or sometimes even later. Over the last couple of years, it's gone a step further and the report is signed off by a cardiologist in real time. So the patient finishes the test, one of our cardiology registrars at the Royal Brisbane reviews the test and signs on it often and gives the patient a verbal report at the time of the test before they leave the building. And often the cardiology team can arrange the investigations themselves. And so it significantly improves patient safety, improves the patient outcome, and I think just makes it a much better test. Hi Bernie, my name is Alex, I'm one of the cardiology registrars at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. How did you feel on the treadmill today? Yeah, quite good. No problems. Perfect. Um, Were you aware of any chest pain or palpitations at all? No. Great. So you, you did really well on the treadmill. Um, you reached all the targets we needed to get to. And I can't see any changes on the ECG trace to suggest a problem with blood supply to the heart muscle. Yeah, a few extra heartbeats 
here and there through the test. But overall, I'm happy to call the test negative and for you to follow up with your local doctor. Okay. So both in the general practice as well as in the investigations as well as consultations, I think there is a increasing scope of telehealth and I think as it becomes more accepted, and certainly COVID has helped with that, more places have realised actually I can provide this via telehealth. The systems have been upgraded and, and more familiarity around telehealth has meant hopefully better care ongoing in rural and particularly remote settings into the future. I think it's very important because there's a lot of people like me who just say, oh, I'm okay, and, and you're, not, you're not okay, but you think you are. And uh, yes, they, uh, it's very healthy. There's a lot of tough men out this way, and they say, oh, it'll go away. <laughs> yeah. You was well, too good for me again, Bernie. No, you didn't measure it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good game anyway, mate. Yeah, good game, mate. I live for the grandchildren. I like the people here at the Bowls Club. I have a wonderful time here. The team provide two distinct investigations for rural and remote Queenslanders. The exercise stress test like Bernie experienced and the halter monitor. In the past, Patients used to travel great distances for a quick appointment to get the halt monitor put on, before returning home as it records their heart rhythms and doing the same trip the next day to get it removed. Not anymore. Tiana, I live in Barcaldon and I have two kids, Paisley, she's two and a half, and Percy, he's one. So I have a heart disease called SVT. I have some PVCs also, which are another type of extra beat. It's not really common in young people, so mostly elderly people do have what I have. I'm just a lucky one. Um, I have had three surgeries in the past. I think I was 18 or 19 when I had my first one and then I had another one the next year and then I had one just this August gone, um, which was nine hours, very painful. Yes, they hate when we go to the city because I don't have this area to play in. <laughs> He's got the biggest smile, hey? He gets that off his dad. Yeah, well, Percy's still breastfed. I've never left Paisley um, unless I was in hospital. My family are on a property out of town, so I don't really have anyone in town that I can just say, here, can you have my kids? I have to go somewhere, you know, they have to come. We can't just leave them. Being rural, they can't do a lot here so I can have appointments with the GP and for my appointments I have to usually go all the way to Brisbane sometimes I can wait in the hospital for two and a half hours and I see them for 10 minutes and then I'm out and I have to get a plane home. It's pretty crazy that we live here. In the past I would have to drive either to Longreach or Emerald so an hour or three hours to get 
a hold to monitor put on for 24 hours and then have to get it off again the next day. So now that they have the telehealth here, I can just go up to the hospital here, which is two streets away, and I can get it put on and they can check it all through the telehealth and they can read it straight away from down there when the machine's here. Hello, um, my name is Tiffany Roberts and I'm the consultant cardiac scientist for the Telecardiac Investigations Program. Telecardiac Investigations is using telehealth to be able to perform cardiac investigations to all Queenslanders regardless of their geographical location. So it doesn't matter whether they live in Mount Isa, Longreach, Mornington Island, they're getting the exact same care for halter monitoring and exercise stress testing as patients living in Brisbane would. So we're able to use telehealth and video in using high definition camera and microphone. We're able to see the patient as they're having the test performed. So we're virtually in the room with the patient at the time of testing, which is awesome. It allows us to communicate to the treating team, uh, to the local nursing staff and the doctors, and basically provide the best possible care for those patients living in rural and remote locations in Queensland. Pre-telehealth, what we were finding is we were getting the reports emailed to us the cardiology registrar here would have a look through the report and it was difficult for them to actually do a full comprehensive analysis because they weren't there and they couldn't judge certain aspects. So for example, if a patient had a drop in blood pressure during the test uh, and they were using an automatic blood pressure machine, it became difficult for the cardiology registrar to know if that was a, a proper significant drop or whether it was just a fault in machinery. And by allowing the cardiology register and the, and the cardiology team to be there at the time, it'll, it'll does allow them context and a bit more information. And at the time, if there is anything that's picked up significantly, uh, they can address it straight away with the team. It's really, it's a no brainer. Why should one person have one level of care if they're living in Brisbane and another person have a, another level of care living in Barcald? And it should be the exact same and we should be trying to strive to provide the best possible care. It saves me a lot of time and a lot of money. I don't have to drive an hour or three hours to get a halter monitor put on or fly three hours with two kids to Brisbane. To live out here, people might say it's our choice and it is our choice, it's a lifestyle we love, but if they want to have a steak on their plate, someone's got to do it. So next time they eat a steak, I hope they remember where it's come from when they say that if we have illnesses, we live here. Um, yeah, it is tough when you do have a medical history or any conditions. Obviously, I can't go down by myself with the kids, especially with COVID, I can't take them into the hospital, so someone has to look after them. So this is Megan, this is my mum. She gets dragged along to all the Brisbane trips. Yes. <laughs> That's a big thing. Support is plays a major role in healthcare and recovery and treatments because without your without your family support you struggle it's you you need your family there and there were times where I couldn't go and so hubby would have to take time off work or her mother-in-law would take time off work but someone would always have to travel with her because she's not allowed to travel alone so family plays a huge role in in the healthcare, and you need you know to have telehealth um, 
it's something she can do on her own. And if she does need someone else there, there's someone only a few minutes away. It's hard, it's really hard, you know, it's... Um, you'd never call it a burden because it's just what you do. And I've been told I just um, take it in my stride and you just take, excuse me, you just take every moment as it comes. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it gets a bit hard, a bit much at times. Hmm. But you wouldn't not do it. Yeah, you're there to support your family all the time. Hey, miss. I always ask when I go to the doctor and they say, oh, you need to see um, the specialist. And I say, can it be done by telehealth? Because I don't want to go to Brisbane. I don't want to go to the city. I, it's too hard. I just want to stay here. And they usually say yes. So I've made lots of good use out of telehealth. I will say that. It's been great. While the exercise stress test is self-explanatory, I wanted to learn a little bit more about what a halter monitor is and what exactly clinicians are looking for in the rhythms. We got Tiffany from Metro North to give us a deep dive. Tin Tian's case, she's seen multiple cardiologists in Brisbane and obviously travelling from Barcaldon to Brisbane numerous times if required a year is very, it's demanding and especially when you have children in Tian's case. So if Tian can get the testing done in Barcaldon, she can stay within her community, she can stay with her children and it's not impeding on her normal day of life. I have to have halters every three months. So I would be going every three months to Longreach, Emerald or Brisbane just to have a little halter monitor put on. A halter monitor is either a 24 or 48 hour device which is able to detect the electrical activity of a patient's um, heart. So it's important for symptom correlation, so if a patient's experiencing palpitations or perhaps they're feeling faint or dizzy or even fainting, uh, it allows uh, the doctor to basically have a look at the electrical activity and see if the heart may be uh, responsible um, for the patient's symptoms. Our GE halter monitors have got seven leads on them. Each specific electrode has got a specific spot that goes on the chest. So with the monitor, it gets connected to a, a sticker or what we call an electrode, and that's what picks up the electrical activity. So it'd be stuck onto the chest um, in specific locations. Tape gets put over the top, and then Tian would go away um, and continue her day as per normal. So it's small enough that the patient's able to continue their daily activities. The only thing they can't do is have a shower, and sometimes with uh, the heat of Queensland, that can be slightly difficult but it allows us to get a lot of information. So Tian would go to her local hospital which is Barcaldon in her case. She's got two appointments, one for the application uh, and one for the removal. So during the application Tian would go in, she'd have a 12 lead resting ECG uh, and the 12 lead resting ECG gives a bit more information um, than what the halter does. So instead of a 12 lead ECG uh, it gives us three channels. So Tian would get that 12 lead ECG taken uh, we'd have a look at that via telehealth to make sure there's nothing that stands out on that ECG. Once that's completed, um, that's removed and Tian gets a halter applied. Tian then goes home um, for 24 or 48 hours, whichever um, the doctor requests. 
She then comes back, we download the monitor, have a look through all the data um, whilst Tian's still at the hospital. Make sure there's nothing significant on there that we need to address straight away. And that's one of the benefits of telehealth is we're able to look at the data whilst the patient's still there um, without them having to travel hundreds of kilometers home back to their farm or wherever they live um, before something's picked up. Um, so we have a look at that straight away. Um, and if anything is significant, we're able to alert for. And in Tian's case, it was definitely alerted to straight away. just saves me so much effort to have something so simple done. Last halter monitor I had before my surgery, I wasn't meant to have surgery until February next year and they logged into my halter and they said, you're having surgery in four weeks, we are going to check with the doctors and then the doctors came and spoke to me right then and there and just said, we're gonna book this date, you'll be down here and we'll do it. It was amazing. It was so good, so much easier. Clinical Excellence Stories is proudly produced by Clinical Excellence Queensland. We encourage you to continue the conversation by following us on Facebook and letting us know of any improvements, big or small, that are making a difference for your communities. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you digest your podcasts.